the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to BizBerg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today the program is sponsored by City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Dean Gartland is with us. Dean is the president, the CEO of City Mission. And Dean, friend, uh, always good to see you. You always bring uh, interesting uh, conversation to the air. So thanks once again for being with us. Well, thank you for having me, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Dean, talk about City Mission. I don't want to presuppose anybody has knowledge about the work that you do. But when you hear, at least when I do, when I hear City Mission, I think, you know, um, you know, something out of uh, an old B movie where, you know, someone's coming in and, you know, in ragtag condition and they're looking for a few meals and a place to spend the night while they sleep off a hangover. But that's not the work that City Mission is primarily all about. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, in that description, I mean, certainly there are people like that that, that, that find their way to the mission. But the, the, the mission really is a holistic program. And we look at the whole person, uh, spiritually, physically, uh, mentally. Um, so uh, our real objective is not just to provide food and shelter. It starts with food and shelter because that's really why a lot of times people are coming to the mission. Sure. They're, they don't have a place to go. Uh, they're being referred by the police or the hospital or social service agency or, uh, in many cases, a rehab that a person is in and getting ready to leave and they can't go back to their, where they came from. It's not a viable option for them. Uh, they don't. They've lost family and friends. Don't want them, and so they have all these broken relationships. Where do they go? And uh, uh, and so uh, many of the rehabs are very familiar with who we are and what we do. And so uh, because we continue the work and the process of helping people recover, uh, they send them to us. And so this is so that the program at the city mission really is a a holistic approach to helping people. Uh, really regain their lives and uh, and spiritually to really come to a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is really the life-transforming power of the program. You know, you bring up the, this central theme of what City Mission is all about. I mean, City Mission has been around for many, many decades. Of course, uh, unfortunately, rehab has uh, grown in its intensity and presence across the country. Uh, a lot of rehabs are based upon, you know, a psychological conditioning where they, you know, they're going to try to figure out, they're going to, you know, open up your brain and look at things. But there is a big difference here in City Mission and that it is Christ-based. Yeah, and in, in the the whole point about that is that we start with, you know, real change happens inside, in the heart, and that's where real change begins. Um, and anyone uh, who has come to know Christ and is following him knows that the change really is uh, – you change knowing Jesus changes your whole perspective of living and 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 how you see the world and so uh which is the, what has to happen so many times in the lives of men and women who are addicted we have an opioid crisis that's going on across Pennsylvania and across this country uh people are just uh you know they're they're captured they're they're in bondage and so and Jesus is the bondage breaker and uh so when people come into the city mission uh they're going to hear about Jesus who he is what he's done and how he can change and transform one's life and so that's the 
message uh, that every man, woman, child comes in is going to hear. Um, now, again, the um, uh, we don't force people to believe, but we do present the gospel in a very clear uh, way so that people can understand it and um, and make a very clear choice about what they want to do with their lives. Wonderful. Now, the city mission uh, has a huge umbrella of different programs for different people, for men, women, families, all that. So um, – Talk about that stream because to, to do something like that on that scale that you do all day, every day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year, that's a gigantic piece of engine that moves forward. And to do that, of course, there has to be a ball of money that pushes that forward. Now, one of the things that's fascinating to me about the city mission, unlike a lot of places that are rehabs, that you don't take any outside money. That There's no government program saying, oh, January 1st, we're going to write you a check for $3 million because you do good work. You stand alone. And, and to, to do that is to walk a tightrope. The dean, I'm sure you yourself can speak to more than anything, uh, has got to be terrifying in some ways to ensure that that money's in place so that men and women can be served, so they can find themselves a new life and especially come to Christ. Well, and this is one of the I, what I call just one of the miracles about the city mission is the fact that we have uh, some really dedicated, committed uh, partners, both uh, individuals businesses, churches, and some foundations out there that really value and see the work that we do and the the impact that's having on the lives of men and women and the impact it has on our society because the men and women come through our program. Our goal is always independent living. And so we help every man, woman to to learn and develop the skills they need to get back out in society, get a job, have their own place to live, and have a a independent life. And so that's where uh, the mission was really a a, a real process about moving somebody through through and out – into our society and being a productive member of society. It is an amazing thing sometimes to really watch it because, uh, so, you know, people walk through our doors and when they first get to, to the mission, uh, then they're at it. They have a bad attitude. They don't want to really be there necessarily. Uh, they want, they're in a hurry to get out. Uh, and then after a few days, they begin to realize that this is not what they thought it was. There's something different about this mission. And all of a sudden, they start warming up to the other men, the fellowship, the camaraderie, uh, the support that they begin to feel and get a sense of, the counseling staff that really becomes alongside of them to help them work through whatever those barriers are that stand in their way. And all of a sudden, there is hope. Hope gets born, and now there is opportunity once hope is there. Thank so that's, that's, that's how that works. Would you like to talk about uh, the income stream, about uh, the thrift stores? Yes. This is an interesting piece of the, the puzzle of City Mission because, uh, you know, and again, back in 2008 with the, the stock market crash, uh, many nonprofits uh, like ours that don't have government funds, it gets, you know, gets uh, hurt through those kind of things when they happen. So we have a uh, program called Hope Enterprise, and Hope Enterprise uh, really is the umbrella that oversees our thrift stores, our donation processing uh, plant, and so forth. And so, and it's really the, the 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 epicenter of our work therapy program. So 
And matter of fact, our donation processing center is called our vocational training center. And so many of our residents go there to work during the day. Uh, they have classes they have to attend as well. But there they get to do things such as they, they, they develop some skills like uh, forklift operation. They get certified as a forklift operator, uh, get to work on the truck. They learn so, some new skills. And so while they're doing this, uh, they're processing clothing and shoes and books and uh, furniture, things that come in. And we de- deliver it out to our seven thrift stores uh, that are in three counties. And uh, those sales from those thrift stores, that money comes back to support the work that we do. I see. So people like to thrift. Is it you know just City Mission Thrift Store? Yeah, it's just City Mission Thrift Store, and uh, we had a little bit of a change in the name. We used to call them Hidden Treasures, so some people may still think of them in that term, uh, but those Hidden Treasure stores are now just City Mission Thrift Stores, and uh, there's seven of them, and, and I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a lot of fun to go to those thrift stores and be able to shop as well as donate. So it's uh, I'm encouraging our audience as they're listening Listen, this is one of the ways that you can really support the city mission uh, by donating your clothing, clean out your closets. You have old furniture that you don't want that's usable. Uh, you could donate that to the city mission. Um, and so canned goods, we have a Samaritan Center that we, we distribute uh, uh, food uh, throughout the week to low-income people in our community. So this is a great way for people to just uh, partner with us and, and help us achieve our goal. Outstanding. Hey, you're listening to Bisberg. I'm John Hall. The guest in studio is Dean Gartland. He's the president of the City Mission. If you have things in your life that you'd think, oh, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to minimize my, myself, right? This has become a new trend. You want to get rid of clothing, furniture, whatnot. I'd encourage you to check out City Mission online, citymission.org, citymission.org, or 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530. Pick up that thread and uh, divest yourself of things that are unnecessary that you don't need anymore. Someone could use those, and those funds that are from that will also help and encourage and engage City Mission and the excellent work that they do in the name of Jesus. Now, Dean, as always, you bring a guest in to join uh, to join the conversation, which is, to me, always the highlight because that person is able to share their experience, strength, and hope. Today's no different. You brought a guest in. Yeah, that's right. And this is uh, – so I'm going to – Julio is going to share a little bit uh, about his story, but this is why the city mission is there. And this is the work we do, and that's why we ask people to support uh, us financially through volunteerism, through donations of material goods, uh, is to be able to uh, do what you're going to hear Julio share from his own personal Wonderful. experience. Julio, thanks. Thanks for being with us here today. Yes, thank you. I'm just grateful to have this opportunity to share Fabulous. about a place that saved my life. So as you came in, uh, people were messing with you a little bit, and uh, you know they were saying, hey, your yeah. accent, uh, clearly you're not uh, from Pittsburgh, born and bred. You said that you were from the Bronx. From the Bronx, New York. That's a, that's a distance from the city of Pittsburgh. Yes. It was a, a big shock moving out here. I bet. With all the changes <laughs> and different... Um, Different types of things, you know. It wasn't. It, it ain't exactly like New no, York. I'm totally different feel. Home. Yes, <laughs> I lived in Queens for a decade, so it wasn't the Bronx, but I, I understand New York City. So uh, it's a long journey, uh, and I'm sure psychologically, spiritually, of course, physically, from the Bronx to Pittsburgh. Where do you want to start in your story to talk about who you used to be, what happened, and where you are now? Well, coming up from the Bronx, I came up here with my daughter's mother um 
little over 10 years ago, and um, I didn't want to come up here, you know. Some things happened out in New York, and um, she decided she was going to leave, and um, her sister lived up here. So when she came up, well, she told me if I want to see my daughter be born, you come with me. So It's a great incentive. I could not, yes, I could not turn that down. I wanted to see my daughter be born, so I I came up here. You know, went to came to Washington and um, I still was my old self, though. I still haven't still didn't change yet. Yeah. You, you know? do a geographic. It doesn't change the heart. Of the no, head. it didn't change nothing. OK, so then what's your drug of choice? Heroin. Talk to us about that. Uh, I mean, heroin right now is ubiquitous as rainwater. Uh, there was a time when it was, you know, uh, sort of hidden. But heck, I mean, heroin's so cheap on the street, you can find it just about anywhere. Um, it, it wasn't as though you woke up one morning and said, hey, I, I'm going to start to shoot heroin or I'm going to start to snort heroin. No. Uh, what was that road into heroin like for you? Well, six years ago is when I became a heroin addict yeah I, I would say I'm, I'm a late bloomer yeah that's one thing i noticed when i moved out here there was a lot of young addicts and for me to start using heroin at 34 years old was like it, it was out of control before you know? that what were you doing drinking before smoking weed? that i was smoke i was smoking marijuana i've did other drugs like um pcp ecstasy things like that but the marijuana was a constant Yes, yes. And so then you turn the key, and what happened? I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure in the Bronx and in your life, you saw guys who were heroin addicts. Yes. Uh, that certainly didn't look appealing, but at the same time, you're so hurting and broken, you needed something to fill that void. Yes, yes. Well, what brought me to using heroin was my old lifestyle. I would sell a lot of heroin. And I've seen the pain, like, through my family, you know, my father being a heroin addict. My mother wasn't on heroin, but she was on other drugs. And um, I've seen the pain and everything, and I thought I was safe because I always said I would never do this. Yeah. And at the age of 34, I've decided to jump into that lifestyle which i am actually very grateful for because if i didn't become an addict i think i still would have been destroying lives so you became an active heroin addict here in washington yes. pennsylvania yes it's interesting because you know i mean uh, it's not new york city it's not the bronx it's not manhattan mm -hmm. how easy was it for you to find heroin um i was the heroin guy i was coming so you up the pipe from line. new york with heroin so you're holding it. You decide to use it. Talk about that. Um, initially, it's a high. Something that what does what to you? Um, takes away all worries. And um, while it's taking away your worries, you know, like see me. Um, it took a while for me to really understand the the effects of what would happen if I didn't have this drug. And um. My first time being sick off of heroin, it was um, it was terrible. You know, I I I knew I could um use more, but I knew it was also a problem. Um, I wasn't 
I wasn't an experienced heroin addict. Mm-hmm. So certain things I was doing to my body was looking like I was being beaten by baseball bats. And um, my wife seen this. Um, my sisters seen this. And I knew I had a problem. And that's when I first went to rehab. Uh, yeah, 34 years old. Rehab different than City Mission. When you go to rehab for heroin, talk about that first entrance, not at City Mission, but elsewhere. They're offering you what? Psychological counseling. Uh, there's no talk about God, for, so to speak. No, no. Um, my first rehab was somewhere out here in Pittsburgh. I just went into a, a yeah. detox. So it wasn't even a rehab. I thought I could just... Um, Step away. Yeah. I'll get away from the drugs for, for about a week, and then I thought I could still successfully sell drugs. <laughs> and I really put that in my head. Like, yeah. I really thought that right. until about a half an hour after I got back home. I mean, that's just the insanity of, of addiction and drugs, right? It's yes. crazy thinking. Yes. So you're in the rehab. You stick around for a while. You try to get clean. Of course, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just keep on doing this. I mean, this cycle, you're just a dog chasing its tail again and again and again. Uh, getting high every day? Yes. I've been through eight different rehabs yeah. trying to get this. And um, this is usually my month, January and February. This is like Time scary months. Uh-huh. You know, I'm always in rehab uh, either January, February, or March. How long have you been sober? Uh, Ten months. I'm going on 11 months on the 12th. Fabulous. February yes. 12th. Yes. It's yes. Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Well, yeah, my, bir- <laughs> my birthday will be the 15th. Hey, excellent. Yeah. Okay, good. So you've been at the City Mission for how long? Uh, going on 11 months. Well, ten, going on 10 months. Nice. Yes, going on 10 months. Talk about your spiritual awakening. Oh, man. Ah, I love devotions in the morning. I've never been this close to God in my life. My family, we've never went to church. I've yeah. never been in churches growing up. I would say the... Five years ago is when I really started going to church, and I was in started going to Legacy Church. And um, the great thing about the mission is that about a year ago, my pastor started working there, Lance Whitlock, and um, so now I can see him all the time. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just. And I opened them, man. When I went to prison is when I first got met Jesus Christ, you know, when I was in Western Penitentiary. And um, although I still pulled away, I still remembered yeah, my first in service in there. And when I came home from prison and I started getting into drugs, like Jesus always been on my mind, I got inspired in church. You know, I never had inspiration in my life. My inspiration was looking at drug dealers and people driving cars. I never had no no positive inspiration in my life. Yeah. And the city mission is like full of inspiration, man. The people that work there, um, we have devotions every morning, which is one of my favorite part of the day. And um, we have life recovery classes um twice a week and just learning more of the bible more of who jesus is it's like it's it's wonderful talk about your life now uh your baby your wife uh i've been married for eight years um things are going good right now you know i'm i'm 
preparing for my exit date one day, but I'm trying to finish my GED also at the mission. And I got two parts done. I got two more parts to go. My kids live in New York. Um, my 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 son Jacob, he's 18, and my daughter Carrie Lee, she's 15. Um, we talk, but it's really no visitation right now. Okay, you know? that's down the road. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, it's radio, but you're sitting across from me right now. You look terrific. Yeah, I feel I feel great. Yeah, man. you do. I mean, I can see this in you, and there's yeah. there's something that's different about you. I'm sure walking into the city mission and where you are now, yeah. you're a new creation in Christ. That's the best thing about it is the transformation of my life. Um, for me, being who I was my whole life and just the change in my life this year is like the best feeling ever. I've never felt this good in my life. Fabulous. So this day, this day is the day. Uh, tomorrow will take care of itself. But it this is. new creation, I'm excited for you because I see there's something in, in you here that uh, you got big things in store. Yes. It's fabulous. Thanks for sharing your story, Julio. Thank you. I mean, Dean, there it is. Uh, again, I'm, I'm humbled to sit across from men who were one thing, and because of the way that City Missions opened the door, all those uh, decades of people, all those men and women who have gone before Julio, They've paved the way, and to, to be that new creation in Christ, I mean, it sends chills through you because, you know, Christ is alive, and he creates new things in all people. Absolutely, and I and I know Julio's been, you know, he's a little quiet today, but <laughs> his story's quite uh, extraordinary in, in his, uh, and how his journey to the city mission and how God has used him uh, there and has changed him, and he's such a, a testimony to the others that are coming into the program, and they hear his story, and um, and it gives them hope uh, as well. And and as it is with many of the men and women that come in who find Christ, whose lives are changed, and when they tell their story, and I I do a chapel service on Monday uh, mornings uh, uh, every Monday eleven thirty, uh, but the one of the things I say to the residents and staff. In that chapel service, this you got to tell your story. Uh, you, know. so you just can't sit there and be quiet. Uh, you know, and and the Book of Revelation said they overcame him, meaning the end, Satan, the enemy of our souls, overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so we can't sit on and be quiet and be silent about what it is that God is doing in our lives. We need to speak up. We need to share it. And so every chapel service, I give everybody an opportunity, come up, share something of your story. And uh, it doesn't have to be long, a couple minutes, just be, but always be, be prepared to share. So uh, as you hear Dean, and especially as you heard Julio's story, if you're out there right now and you grab some piece of this and you think, I want that. I want that new life. I want some sobriety. I want some peace. I want new relationships with my children, my, my spouse. I'd encourage you to check out City Mission. Look at it online at citymission.org or 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530. This is the real deal. There's um, no magic bullet here. There's no psychological overlay. What you're going to find is Christ and the men and women who are there. They are as they say who they are, and um, if you're so inclined, you step forward, you'll be that new creation. Absolutely, and this is uh, 
Uh, and I am so grateful for the people that uh, come alongside us, partner with us, support us financially, support us through prayer, uh, support us through volunteering. Um, at, to me, that is just a uh, – that partnership just means so much to me because it enables us to do what we do, keep our doors open. And be there for people like Julio to be able to come in and not knowing where he was going to go or what he was going to do, but be able to be at the mission and uh, and really experience what what God has for him. Fabulous. So, Dean, uh, take a second and talk about, you know, um, you see Julio here in front of you. People think they know maybe the city mission is just for men only. The fact of the matter is, as I made reference to, you, you do care for women. You do care for families. There is a place there. Uh, space is always limited, but, you know, the help is there if you're so inclined. Uh, yes, we actually uh, operate four shelters at the at the city mission. One is for uh, veterans, homeless veterans. Uh, one is for men. Um, and one is for single women without children. And we have a shelter for uh, single women with children. Um, and it is a – so at any given day, uh, we have about 160 uh, residents that call City Mission home. And uh, that's why the support that we get is so critical because that 160 people – uh, need a lot of help and the, uh, and every individual is a little different, uh, and their journey is a little different. It takes, and each one timing is, is different. So sure. some people maybe six months, some people a year, some 18 months. And, uh, um, but we're there to be able to help them, uh, in that journey. And, and it is a privilege for me actually to be a part of that and to know that, uh, God is using the city mission in their, in their life's journey. Well, Dean, it's a privilege for me. Thanks. I mean, every time you show up, you bring Christ. We have a little church together, and uh, I really appreciate it. It's a, it's a blessing to me, and I hope as our people listen today on the air, it's been a blessing to them as well. So thank you. Congratulations for your continued success. Just keep it going. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate that. My pleasure. So you've heard City Mission. You see the work that they do. Uh, Christ is in the middle here, and uh, City Mission has been a part of Word FM and uh, the stations here at WPIT for many, many years. Uh, I can't say enough about them. I see the quality of the people that who come in the doors, and, and I know that Christ is in them. So if you're hurt, if you're in need, and especially if you were able to help in some small way through volunteer or through some financial assistance, I'd encourage you to check out City Mission. Look for them online, citymission.org, or by calling right now at 724-222-8530. This has been Bisberg. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.